we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. This year is uh, an election year. We do have fixed elections at the municipal level, so we know when the next municipal election is going to be. We have stretched out those terms a little bit from three years to four years. New study today from the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary finds an interesting trend in municipal politics. Uh, And maybe it's in part due to the lack of party politics at the municipal level. Or maybe it's the case that people don't turn out to vote in high numbers. Whatever the reason, it seems to be the case. And certainly in our two big cities, that incumbents have a real built-in advantage. In fact, incumbents tend to win re-election most of the time. That maybe at the provincial level, or the federal level, right, we see this, this uh, trend once in a while to throw the bums out. We don't really see it at the municipal level. So why might that be? Joining us on the line is uh, Anthony Sayers, uh, co-author of this new study, professor of political science at the UFC and a fellow at the School of Public Policy. Anthony, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Pleasure, Rob. All right. So uh, let's talk about the findings here. So in, in fact, mm-hmm. this looks at three cities, uh, Calgary, as well as Edmonton, Vancouver. And is it to say That's we fine. see similar trends in all three? Yeah, it's particularly clearer in, in, in Edmonton and Calgary that the uh, that stability of council has gone up. So that basically uh, uh, election after election, about 95 percent of the councillors are returned. So it's very unusual for a councillor to be defeated. It's a little lower, but still well around 80 percent in Vancouver. So it's still, you know, for example, much higher than at the federal or provincial level, where, for example, the federal level, it's about half. It's uh, one of the highest in the world. About half of all MPs get are defeated in an election. Well, I mean, look, I mean, municipal elections are, are still a, an exercise in democracy. It, it could be, perhaps, that people are, are happy with how cities are being governed. But does that tell the whole story? It will tell some of the story in that the way cities are governed, or at least what the study suggests is the way cities are governed, is that the, 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 the council acts like a sort of board, like a corporate body. And they sort of make decisions by consensus. They get on, they try and not highlight differences amongst them. They try not to make anything too much noise they so so there's a sort of two models here of representation one is to say select a bunch of people send them off and say you rerun the place and then later on we'll talk to you and sort of think about whether you've done a good job the other is to have a sort of competitive uh, contest where in the parliament there's a sort of agreed disagreement amongst parties and you sort of get information that way and think about the options so the first one it's about sort of consensus and and a sort of limited policy choice in some ways and the second one it's about programmatic clear policy choices say between the left and the right the first one everybody gets on it's sort of nice to watch 
the second one, we complained about the frictional costs of parties, you know, partisan politics, but it does provide information and, and, and in policy terms, it provides choice at election time. You can sort of throw out the people you've got now if you didn't like what they've done and, and, and get a different bunch who have promised to do other things. Right, and as the study suggests, that this has led to relatively stable, almost static uh, city governance. Right. So is, is that to say that this trend is, is a positive or, or a negative? Well, it depends on your view. I mean, it's a positive if you think that, uh, a, that the way that you want your city governed is to have a bunch of smart people that you think are smart people uh, just going off in the corner and doing and sort of governing. And then at election time, you go, well, they don't seem to have made any big mistakes, so I guess we'll carry on. Or whether you think uh, you'd prefer to have more options and, and to sort of have politics more in the, in the public eye where there are clear divisions, where at in big decisions uh, like what, what might the council should spend their money on, or or uh, what rate of tax uh, we should be uh, they should apply, uh, you get you see choices. That some people want to go up, some people want to go down, and you can say, well, I actually I have a preference here, and uh, I I want those people to win. If they don't win, then I might want to get more of them next time. If they do win, then I want to confirm them the next time. So it's sort of it's more a case of very different styles and. Uh, the upside to sort of corporate governance is that you get sort of everybody agreeing and it's very all very pleasant and arguably you might say less friction. The downside is you're never quite sure that you've got the full story or you've really explored all the options and you're not quite sure who you should vote for. So then lots of people don't vote because, of course, there's relatively little information coming out of city council. There's little in the way of parties arguing or groups arguing for one thing or the other. So election time, you come, up, you come to election and think, well, what do I know about city council? Not very much. Should I vote? Well, I don't know. If you do vote, you say, well, what, will I, what, what am I going to use as a sort of shortcut to make a decision? Well, my councillor has been on the council. They've done okay. There's been no crisis. I might just vote for them again. So what you're basically saying is instead of deferring to policy, whether policy going back, what they've done or forward, you're deferring to their experience on council. So it's self-reinforcing. The longer you stay in council, the more chance you have of being re-elected. Right, and that gets back to the point you were saying that the lack of, of party politics, where at least mm-hmm. in a provincial election, if you don't know much about the candidate, you know something about the party and the party yeah. brand. Uh, the longer one serves in municipal politics, the more name recognition they have, hence the That's more right. likely they're going to continue to be elected. Right, and the less interest they have in actually, say, forming a party, because in some ways uh, the upside of parties for voters is that they help distribute information. But if you're a councillor and you're happy with your lot, you've been in for a while, you think, well, you know, if, I form a, if we form a strong alliances on council or if I have a party, people will actually know what I'm doing and people know what I stand for, and that may actually reduce my chances of being re-elected. So maybe I'll just leave it the way it is. And so there's a sort of incentive to act like a club, and, and, and maybe, maybe that, as I say, can work. Clubs make sort of good decisions sometimes, but it also means that you don't get much choice. You get groupthink and things like that, which may not work in favour of the best options. We may not be getting many options at, at election time and we may not be thinking, well, what has council done for me lately? Think of, think of this way. A vote, to, a vote to, to on uh, taxing, if, we, if I vote to cut, say, to lower taxes, or, or I then have to, I know that the next vote is, what are we not going to fund this year? And I might say to the councillor, well, you know, uh, I might, don't really increase taxes, but I really don't want to have that vote on what we have to cut. So I might just go along with the group and raise taxes to avoid the second vote, which is a tougher vote and one I don't really want to have my name attached to. It's interesting to me because I think if, if there were parties at the municipal level, so if, if uh, Party mm-hmm. A uh, represented a majority of those on city council, uh, if people yep. were upset with the direction of city council, we could hold 
those under that banner responsible. I think what happens now is that uh, incumbents can try to take credit for the positive things. And when it comes to issues that people might be upset about, it's, well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm only one vote on city council. I think that's right. I mean, there, are, there have been parties in both Edmonton and Calgary in the past, and there are in Vancouver. Uh, so it doesn't work quite like the, the sort of federal and provincial level in that because the mayors in those cities are not really like premiers and prime ministers, they don't control the agenda, it's a little harder to sheet home responsibility because, you know, it may be that the mayor, you know, that coalition is not perfect or the mayor, uh, because they don't, can't dictate the agenda, don't really control it. So when you get a majority on council, you don't get quite the level, level of control you do at the federal and provincial level. So it's a bit harder to sheet home blame. And so even in Vancouver, where there are parties now, they're not quite as hard-edged as they are at federal and provincial pol- in federal and provincial politics. But it is true that you get you would most probably, if one of the problems is we don't get much information about council, having parties and parties who's int- for whom it's in their interest to sort of tell the story and attract votes, it means that you get more information and arguably you start engaging and think, well, what I really have a preference about what what city does, and that also points to the other thing that if people get involved the the turnout rates are so low that actually relatively small numbers of people can have an effect on the result of elections so although low turnout is a sort of sad thing because people aren't engaged it's also an opportunity if you think you, you, you either do or don't like what council does and you're clear about that then you might get engaged and actually be able to change the election result well yeah and it's interesting because there there almost is a bit of a paradox because I, I think in a lot of ways municipal governments and what goes on within our cities is maybe most directly relevant to our day-to-day lives but it seems right. to to elicit the least amount of interest from the voting public yeah and, and and in one sense you can see how this has happened people say look you know most of what's perhaps most of what cities do uh, everyday things like sidewalks and roads and stuff like that, and most of that is driven by straightforward demand. You fill the pothole, you fix the you fix the sidewalk, you uh, do some planning stuff, and maybe there's not much in the way of difference. You you, know, you have to do that anyway, so it doesn't really matter. There's not a sort of left and a right or a good and a bad way of doing it. That's actually not as true as I think we may think, we may believe. It actually does matter. But also we know that cities are becoming more important and and spreading their wings, doing more and more things, economic development. Uh, They want to have the Olympics. They want to do all sorts of spend money in new and different ways or encourage economic development in new ways. So, in fact, as cities grow, and now we're on the cusp where most people in the world will be living in cities, and we know that the cities are core to the international economy, that you know actually it's more likely over the next couple of decades that cities will play a bigger and bigger role in making decisions beyond sidewalks uh that we may have an interest in you know uh that will have implications for how we live the dense the density of cities and transportation links uh whether you'll have a job even if if you know economic development models uh are essentially now city models are not provincial or national models are really are increasingly city models so you want to drive growth in Calgary, that's going to affect the chances of us and our children having jobs and things like that. So we, we, we will increasingly have a, an interest in those decisions and maybe we'd like more information and choices about, you know, well, which way is the best way of improving economic development in Calgary? Or maybe we, maybe the city shouldn't be in that game at all. So, you know, those, those things require us to pay more attention. Paying more attention requires us to be more engaged. That requires more information. And cities, or at least, uh, sorry, parties, or at least divisions in council, are likely to encourage people to, uh, to provide more information to us. 
Yeah, and I wonder, too, I mean, there, there's been a lot of talk of uh, a city charter and what that might mean. I, I suspect, for example, if cities were given the flexibility to uh, find other avenues of, of raising revenue, if a city were to bring in a, a sales tax, yeah. for example, uh, those yeah. kinds of issues might, uh, I think, engage the public yeah. a little bit more. That's right. And so if that's a sort of a, a syndrome, there's a number of factors feeding into that low coverage by the media, not very exciting. There's a group think on the council a bit. If, you can, if any of those things change radically, for example, uh, around Canada, if, if a council, is, if there's a scandal on a council, it tends to be that most of them are thrown out all at once and a new council is elected. So we, we know that that system can be upset in certain ways or can change. And you're right, if the city starts making decisions which, which more and more voters think are important, they'll be paying attention. If they're paying attention, then a, a councillor has to decide, well, am I best served by keeping my head low and agreeing with everybody, or am I best served by actually putting my head up and saying, look, I'm, I'm actually different, I want to do something else, and I have a few members of council who are willing to work with me to do that, and you should elect that person over there. So some of this is that, and then there's some institutional stuff. If you have citywide elections, that tends to encourage parties because there's an advantage for individual members of council to collect together and run a single... Uh, campaign, whereas we, we're here in Calgary, we have wards. Uh, we've had citywide in the past, but we have wards at the moment, and, and they tend to not encourage uh, the need for parties. So there are a, a, a bunch of factors that would need to move together for us to get a more sort of, um, I guess, partisan politics. And then some people say, well, I don't want partisan politics. Yeah, There's right. a lot of people <laughs> bickering. So, Yeah, really interesting. Well, people can uh, read more. Uh, the study's available yep. at policyschool.ca. Anthony Sayers, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. A pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care. Uh, Anthony Sayers, professor of political science at the University of Calgary, a fellow of the School of Public Policy and co-author of this study. He raises some interesting points. Again, maybe people are, are happy with the direction at City Hall. I, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, anecdotally, judging by, well, say, callers to talk shows, letters to the editor, maybe folks aren't. I do find, you know, for example, when it comes to, to keeping the public informed as to who's doing what, if you've got a system where there's only two or three parties, it's a lot easier to get a sense of, of where everybody's at. All right, well, Party A supports that proposal. Well, Party B, they're against it. When you've got more than a dozen individual councillors, it's really hard for any of them to stand out, good or bad. And so yeah, I, I think that plays a big, uh, a big role in how people judge these candidates at election time and whether people even feel motivated to vote. I mean, there's a tendency that doesn't really matter. Everything just kind of goes on the same. The property taxes go up a little bit every year, and then stuff gets built, and on and on it goes. Unless things are completely and totally falling apart, people are just kind of checked out when it comes to municipal politics. You know, the, the study says here, it says, as long as citizens were made largely unperturbed by the overall actions of their city council, they might judge the risk of replacing them at election time as unnecessarily high compared with sticking to the status quo. Right, so if you're going to challenge an incumbent, what, what's your message? What's the incentive for people to come on and say, holy cow, this guy's right. We need to get him on council instead of that other guy. Because even if you like the ideas that that person's talking about, he's just one vote. Okay, sure, this guy wants to go, and he doesn't like property taxes going up, so he's going to go, and he's going to vote against property tax increases. Well, what difference is it going to make is everybody else is going to keep voting for property tax increases. So I think even what people want change is a sense of futility because you're only electing one guy. 
Right. And yeah, that's the case in or provincial and federal elections. We only elect one MLA. We only elect one MP. But we know that that individual MLA or MP is going to be part of something bigger. And that it's possible that they will be able to keep those promises, make those changes, if enough of them get elected. So I think the question here is, are you happy with how politics works at the municipal level? The fact that there are no parties, the fact that there is so very little turnover... Or do you think it needs to change? 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.